This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, I'm Still Right Heads. Welcome to your June episode of I'm Still Right, your podcast about crazy arguments. This is your host, Luke Kelly Klein. I'm going to get through this intro because this episode's really good, and this is what you want to hear. You don't want to hear me talk. You want to hear You want to hear the show. You don't want to hear the intro. Come on. Am I right? I've already wasted too much time. Here's the deal. Adam Conover versus Chase Mitchell, who's coming back to the show after being on episode 32, called David David Copperfield Touched Me. Uh, that is a, a classic one. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Adam and Chase are arguing about whether or not it's okay to recline your seat on an airline, okay? Before we get into it, head over to I'm Still Right on iTunes. You can rate, you can subscribe, you can review. We appreciate it all. With that, please sit back, please relax, please enjoy, and please always remember that. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. Okay, so Adam Conover, Chase Mitchell, thank you for being here. We're discussing an argument that was born on Twitter, as so yes. many are. Right. Uh, this was on, uh, one of yeah. the more one of the more sanitized arguments, I think. As far oh, as I've Twitter seen goes. you have far worse arguments <laughs> on Twitter, and I don't. I I would dispute the characterization of it as an argument because I don't. I don't argue. I just tell people the facts, and they can <laughs> respond however they want. But I don't get. I, I don't. I don't try to win or anything. I just say the way it is. Uh huh. He just says his opinion, and sometimes it's the facts. In this case, I think it's, <laughs> it's not. Case, I mean, it, it, it's not factual. It's it's. This if is the you farthest. Get into it. Adam, this is the farthest from factual. And I'll come back around to you. But I think Chase. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Set us up. Set us up. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Chase, you go first. Okay. So uh, this was born of. Uh, I was on a flight uh, from New York back to Los Angeles, and. Uh, was sitting in coach uh, and sucker. I know. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Things aren't going great. This is part of the um, thing. Adam's never been in coach before. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Why? Why would you say that? I'm oh, kidding. it's about class. Uh, why would you? I've been in coach many times. <laughs> occasionally, my upgrade does go not back there come to through. check on my assistant. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh. Okay. So yeah. So I was on this flight and. Uh, um, had just gotten a drink and uh, was sitting with it. I had, you know, had my tray table down and everything. And the guy in front of me, I was about to call him a gentleman, but he was not. Uh, he very suddenly, very suddenly dropped his chair back and it sent my drink flying into my lap. Uh, what kind of, what were you drinking? Uh, talking, talking a, uh, a, a rum and coke. You know, I like to keep things pretty simple. Okay, so it's not staining, basic. but but there's alcohol, there's soda on yeah, you. It's yeah, not yeah, a red yeah. wine. It's not the ideal place that you want your $7 drink that you just ordered. Yeah. I didn't know they had rum on planes. That seems <laughs> a very specific liquor. Yeah, I call, yeah. I call ahead and make a special request. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, uh... Can you make a Moscow mule? <laughs> Uh, I'm 33, but I drink like I'm 16. Uh, can you <laughs> Malibu, please? <laughs> Stocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so my immediate reaction was it wasn't even mad. I was just shocked. I go, and I think I had my headphones on too. But I go, Jesus Christ, you just spilled my drink in my. I guess it does sound a little mad. Uh, and you probably said it pretty loud because yeah. the headphones were on. But this so. guy's this guy's immediate reaction was, I can't believe he had this locked and loaded. But like. Right away, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm the first person to ever put his seat back on an airplane." <laughs> I was like, "Why was your first? Why can you start with sorry? Like, can this you- had happened to him before. If that was his locked and loaded reaction, yes, he flies I a think lot. This, guy does this, this a had lot. happened. Yeah, uh, 
So Chase, before you dig into the the actual, you know, the Twitter yeah, thread, yeah. what was the resolution? Was that it? Was it just like, oh, what the fuck? Was, and then stayed, things stayed tense. Uh, the guy, you know, he and right in front of you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right in front of me. He went to the bathroom, uh, or no, he, he immediately put his seat back up, upright. Yeah, he stayed that way for maybe like. 15 minutes. Oh, he put his seat back up. For Okay, but yeah. He's a good guy. For a second. Good guy. That sounds like a good guy. All right, this guy, guys. Hey. Hey. Hey, where's this guy? Where's this guy? So then the Get guy, him on the show. Then the guy gets up and goes to the bathroom, uh, comes back, and when he, he comes back, he, he gets right in my face, and he goes, I'm, I'm putting my seat back. And I go, okay, Whoa, yeah, maybe take Oh, yeah, maybe, wow. t- maybe take it a little slower this time. Which uh, I was. This is I was, amazing. I was surprised. Wow. That, I was surprised at myself that I had that locked and loaded. Yeah, I think it might have been the, the rum and coke talking. That yeah, that apparently. Was, you know, yeah, what you were able to get down before it was in your lap. Yeah. Wow. How old is this guy? Uh, we're talking, uh, talking uh, like mid forties or like a like a not living very well late thirties. <laughs> is he a large man? Is he, he sizable? Of comparable size, I think. Okay. He was a you know he was he was like an average size. Build. So you didn't you didn't yeah. feel intimidated physically. I felt like if it came down to it, you could <laughs> I could take him for long enough until the air marshal broke his. Yeah, up. that's right. <laughs> so he got shot in the leg <laughs> yeah, with yeah. a rubber bullet. Yeah, <laughs> it would have all been worth it. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so so, that, so that's how it ended. I mean, yeah, there was you know there was just palpable. I mean, thank thankfully. I was watching the lovely film Paddington Two, and that Hell brought me yeah. that brought me back into a good headspace. Yeah, until uh, you saw so that Weinstein it, Company car, yeah. and then it, yeah, that's rough. Um, but uh, yeah, so I it just stayed. You know, I don't think any more words were said, but many more like glances were traded for, through the rest <laughs> of the flight. It was it was extremely uncomfortable. My lap was still wet. You know, it took a took like an hour to, to dry off. Yeah, rum and coke's not yeah, going yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, except in popularity. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So that I mean, that was the end of the. But you know, so so I had already had my like aggressive aggressive reaction. So next was to switch to passive aggressive, and that's when I so I paid for for Wi Fi, and uh, got I took. <laughs> I'm it, so mad I'm paying for Wi Fi, <laughs> and I decided to take full it, day pass. I decided to take it to Twitter because uh, I wanted to know how many. I, I thought in my head I was like I've never had a. That was definitely the worst. But I've never had a good experience in coach with someone putting their seat back in front of me. Uh, but you just, did Twitter in real time, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So this was happening in real time. Did I was you still know in the this? air. Once someone put, I have had a good experience. Once someone put their seat back, and then I, in the seat, I found a hundred dollar bill. That was a good experience. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, <laughs> how would you have a good? How would you have a good experience? Well, I yeah. Can, so that's so that's kind of what you know. So I was like, so that kind of led to to the tweet. I was like, I'll take it to Twitter. I will to the firestorm. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Adam Adam came down on you. Adam well, came down on you pretty what, hard. You guys say what the tweet was. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So so <laughs> here's what it was. Hey, quick question. Uh, so you can tell I was a little drunk. Yeah, that's cool. uh, that's pe- a rum and coke talking, baby. <laughs> quick question for people who put their seats back on planes. What psychologically is wrong with you? And what did I say? I forget what I wrote back. Uh, like extremely <laughs> suddenly. I mean, like within forty five seconds. I got from Adam Conover. Hard disagree. You are firmly in the wrong on this one. Sorry. <laughs> he spins it like a fact. Yeah. Like, like, it, like it's well, um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's funny to write it that way. <laughs> We're on Twitter. It's a comedian's medium. <laughs> so, of course, if this were, say, on it. your show, what would the citation yeah. be for that fact? Oh, there's no citation. It's not on the show. It's not on the show. I was, I was joking before I said, of course, it's not a fact. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that was, that was, you know, I had a couple of... Uh, 
Nikki Glazer got back to me right away too and said, "I put my seat back and I will not be shamed." Uh, those are those are probably the two most uh, most. Uh, but a lot of support for both of them, Fred. More support than I thought would. But come let, no, no, hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Most people, I have to say, you're, that tweet blew up for you. It did. You're in the four. You're in the four figure retweets on that. It, Am I it right? Went, it went pretty crazy. It was, because uh, most people agree with you. Most, yes. most people do. You agree know, with I'm you. glad. I'm glad that you bring that up because yes, the numbers are on my side. Give us the stats. And so I just want to be clear. I'm the underdog. I don't want people to oh, think now that he's I'm setting us up. Wait, wait, yeah, he's going to come back. This is, like, yeah. this is a rope dope, man. He, he's absolutely <laughs> rope doping you. Well, go, ahead, little, go ahead. Little you're old correct Adam. about things for your job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, if we want to talk numbers, oh, this is so disgusting. I hate doing it. Anyway, 4,857 retweets. 32,000, or yeah, 32,900 likes. 32,000 so. likes. I also remember that uh, it was just that, because I think when we were DMing about it, I, I, I had a somewhat viral tweet, but it was a joke about something that was important that happened that day. It was <laughs> yeah. like about a real thing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is very funny that that, uh, that, the, that that observation did so much better. And that's not, I don't care. But, you know. But, all, but our mentions were also full of people who were, I was very fun. leaving, leaving, yeah. leaving us tagged in all, in all of it. So we really got to Just see going people, and going. People were fighting with each other. People were like, mayhem tag, broke out on tagging the plane. someone they went to high school with. <laughs> yeah, that guy was putting his seat back and forth like crazy reading <laughs> yeah. that thread. So Adam, what's the counterpoint here? Okay, well, well first yeah. of all, first of all, let me say, I, I would, I would never argue in favor of the guy who did that or defend him in any this way. Was a, this was he, a, uh, an unusually bad He put his seat back, he put his seat back too forcefully with violence and then mm. he was rude to you. Sure. And certainly that's an error and like people who do that who like, who like shove it back, you know, mm. they're like, where they like push the button and then they rear forward and they slam their backs backwards. I, there's no excuse for that. It's yeah. not necessary. You should do it, you should do it with courtesy, right? So what I take issue with is uh, not what the particular guy did, but with the way that, that you phrased your tweet, right? Which mm. was, and there's an opinion some people have, everyone who puts your seat back is committing a sin against the rest of us. There are people who believe, do you do you believe that? Do you think that, that it's <sighs> never okay to put your seat back? Because the reason I was so quick with it uh. is I've had this argument with other people. Okay. I, I have friends who say it is never okay okay to put your seat back you are always in the wrong when you put it back no matter what and anyone who does it is an air criminal and that and that is what i argue against so i want to be very clear okay. about what my what what i'm counterpointing to right i don't know if i'd take it that far but i will say in a very judgmental way that <laughs> i i personally would never do that to the person behind me <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't do what was done to you. Have you ever put your I, seat back? No, I, t I typically don't. Um, I there maybe in my life been like you're one a, or two. You're a crusader. One or That's two cases incredible. where the person in front of me put theirs back, and then I would put mine back. But I try. I also try to never do that. I mean, like the issue is the last row on the plane. You can't recline. Yes. So if everybody puts their seat back, right. you're fucking the last row. Yes. Yeah, but no, that never. And I saw a couple. I saw a couple people making the argument that like, oh, if everybody puts their seats back, then we're all okay. But yes, you're right. Like, <laughs> there's that last row that's always getting fucked. That's either six or look, nine people. Okay, or, so look. Yeah. So look, I certainly do not deny that in cases, in, there are cases in which it's inconvenient for the person who is having the seat put back. You know, mm. people often say, what if I'm working on a laptop? You that's, know, and then it bends the, the, This is a point yeah. that I raised. And yes. it bends the screen, and it bends yeah. the screen forward. I've been in that situation mm -hmm. where my laptop screen's been bent forward and I was trying to work, yeah. right? 
Um, or what if I have you know extremely long let you know for people who are very tall and right. they already don't really fit in the seat. Yeah, you know. Oh, that's that's a, then I have even less room. Although yeah. you know, I said, well, actually, it's really affecting what's happening at the top of the seat, not the bottom. But sure, as you know, and especially on certain planes, certain plane configurations are worse than others. Mm-hmm. Sure, right? Depending even even on you know an American, even probably even Spirit has different models of planes where some of them are worse than others in this regard. They're right? all right? very bad. I right. <laughs> yeah. But the the issue that I the issue that I have is blaming the person in front of you for trying to get that bit of comfort in all situations. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, obviously, they shouldn't do it violently, right? I'm right. not talking about that or them doing it rudely. Just the person, imagine we're talking about someone who you're sitting behind them and they gently put their seat back in a way that's respectful of you. And if you were to say, to, let's just assume they're a nice person. Mm-hmm. And if you were to say to them, you know, you could even have a conversation. They might apologize if they were to inconvenience you in such a way, right? Yes. Um, but the question is: Are they are they committing a wrong, and is it unethical to ever put your seat back? I or is it okay to be mad at any person who ever does it because it's unfair to you? I argue, no, it is not. I will say that I am. Whether it's okay or not, I am always mad at the person who just did that. <laughs> okay, yeah, some people are mad, even if it doesn't inconvenience you that yeah. inconvenience you that much, right? Even if it's, uh, even if they've just put it back, and you're like, "Fuck you!" No one's supposed to do that. Yeah, that's the attitude I argue. I think against. that uh, should there be a spoken warning before it tips back? Because some people that do that. Very, you know, some people as, turn as around. You were, as you were saying, yeah. that, Adam, I, I I thought you know there have been times in my life where people have done that, and I think that goes a really long way. Towards softening the I'm blow. I'm going to put my seat back to hey, you. Hey, sorry. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's amazingly courteous when someone does that. Yeah. And that's, and that's of course, a wonderful thing to do. But, so here's my broader argument. Um, it is not, we are all on the plane together. Mm-hmm. We are all united in discomfort and being cramped and being squeezed and not having the space that we need, mm-hmm. right? Um, and... This was, we didn't do this to ourselves. We didn't do this to each other. The airline did this to us. The airline that built the plane this way. The airline that was trying to save a little money by squeezing an extra couple rows in, right? Mm -hmm. We're all prisoners in this flying jail. And sometimes the person in the front, like, you know, the person who is reclining the seat, they're just trying to get a little bit of extra comfort in the one way, the two inches of space that would provide them with that comfort. Trying to and get a little more time in the yard. You're just trying Chase. to... Th- th- yeah. yeah, it's exactly... Uh, yeah. That's, a, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Let's really work the prison metaphor because there's nothing <laughs> inappropriate about it. No, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a little fishy. But, uh, uh, you know, and so that's, that's all that they're doing, right? And so I think that we have a responsibility to be empathetic towards other people who are in the same situation as ourselves. Adam? And to say, and if we are going to be mad at anybody, we should be mad at the airline. So if I was in your situation, uh-huh. I would have tweeted, fuck you, American Airlines. Well, mm. I, I won't say your situation, because your situation, you were dealing with an asshole, yeah. specifically. But I would but I would broadly more say, fuck you, American Airlines. What was the airline? Uh, who, I believe it was, uh, I, think, I think it was American, yeah. Okay, so fuck yeah. you, American Airlines, for building this, mm-hmm. right? And, and furthermore, even if you take the position that it's unethical to put the seat back, right? That's not s- something we should enforce through social opprobrium thrown at the people who are putting the seats back. Mm-hmm. American Airlines should stop giving you the ability to put the seat back. That is that is who we or should be campaigning towards. Or they should adjust the, the angle of the tilt, right? They should say, well, you yeah. can go one click back. You can't go six clicks back. Yeah, right? you're right. Well, These that giant make, corporations yeah. should start caring more about our comfort. Adam's teaching you something. Uh, yeah. No, okay. You, 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 you spoke earlier of empathy. 
<laughs> I think that in in some ways the most empathetic you can be is to, okay. So here's my thing about the degree to which you can put your seat back. To me, <laughs> is not comfortable enough. I think I may have said this to you in, there was, in the DMs. There were percentages. It, it was I, yeah. It was oh yeah. I'm talking about you're you're talking about like a ten to eleven percent increase in comfort for what is a. 90% decrease in comfort for the person behind you. So I've heard I've heard that argument before, but you don't know the person who live who who lives in front of you. <laughs> I mean, this is jail. This is a jail. Sometimes you're up there for 20 hours, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and so yeah, you're you're more or less you take get a good night's sleep and you eat breakfast and shit. So you don't you don't know what that person's like. You don't know what kind of back problems they have. I do I, agree that I do agree I, I was that on the... a flight earlier this week where my I I am like developing an old a bad back like my dad uh-huh. and I was like in a lot of discomfort and you know it wasn't in it was not a situation in which putting it my seat back you know would have alleviated my back um uh, in that case but i can easily imagine it being the case for someone else and also it's not the case that everyone behind you is being is that much is there's that much discomfort you know unless if you're not using the laptop there's at least if you're not using of us out there if you're not using the i know there are but it's not a hundred percent of people you know no yeah so if there's a person in so you i don't think you can make a blanket i would be interested to see of of who's going to be more inconvenienced or discomforted yeah I mean, I would be interested to see a more scientific poll of how people, t- uh, like how this is the first step on the course to that poll. Yeah, this show. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was interested to see. There were so many people in the comments who were like, there were people. Uh, taught, first of all, I was getting like short shamed by people who don't even know me. I am of average height. I'll have sure. you know. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, you must not be tall then. Hey, you don't know my knees. <laughs> Uh, but I, there were a lot of uh, very tall people who, I don't think they realize this, fell almost 50-50 into both camps. There were people who were like, hey, I'm very tall. I need to put my seat back because it 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 helps it, right. my, so my knees right, don't right, hurt or so right, my back doesn't right. hurt. And then there were just as many tall people who were like, yeah, I hate when people put their seats back because it goes right into my giant knees. Yeah. So, like, it was happening both ways. I mean, I yeah. think people are, like, this. it was obviously very divisive because it generated so much debate. But the issue, I, I, I hear that. And I think going back to empathy for a moment, you know, Adam's argument, I think, is is – is fairly sound and expectedly so. I would say airtight. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, I don't feel that strong. I DM'd you to apologize very quickly I, after. I, I, don't yeah, felt- say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> but, but no, the, the issue is still for me, and I want somebody to address it, damn it, is the back row. The back yes, row the poor, the can't poor go back. back. So Adam says that nobody would the chain reaction would never get to such a point. That the people in the back people row people don't do it. That clearly, you've work. never seen the wave, sir. The, you've never <laughs> seen the wave. You I know. don't think I put. I don't think putting your seat back. If someone puts it in front of me, I don't think putting mine back changes things that much. That's just my experience. I'm not like, well, now they put theirs. I got to put mine back. Like yeah. I don't think it. Uh, I, well, it, you're you know. then you're you're a better person than most. I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah. do see it. Uh, I do see it cause. The chain reaction thing that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, you do kind of. I do. Okay. Okay. Whenever somebody okay. puts, yeah. a, whenever okay. somebody puts Ooh, a seat so back, you're, on you're the... kind of like the perfect middle here. Yeah, so I you... think the chain reaction will be broken by the exit rows because they have more space, and so they're they're maybe not responding to the seat in front of them. That is actually well, but there's sense. another group <laughs> after the exit row, right? Like you're. Oh like, yeah, yeah. So, no, so know. you know, so yeah. for the, for maybe for a, a row or two, yeah. but. You know what? By the way, I, I do think the exit row should be able to put their 
seats back because those people are do, they're, so yeah, they're let, doing the extra work. Let me just yeah. let me just toss in another this variable. Is, I would call this yeah. a thought experiment, but we actually have the experiment in real mm. life. Um, but you know, when you're talking about philosophy and ethics, it yeah. might be a thought experiment. If it were, if it were unethical. If we were to posture, okay, it's unethical for people to put their seats back, right? Mm-hmm. Then if you were to somehow able by fiat to prevent the person in front of you from putting their seat back, mm-hmm. right? Would would it be ethical to do that to that person or not? I would I know of those products that exist that can do that. That's what I, I was think, gonna say. You know what? It's, I would, it's a blocker, right? You put it on it's the, called yeah. the it's called the knee defender. It's I'm, been well I'm, covered in a couple of podcasts. It's yeah. like sort of journalist well, catnip. Well, I this might thing. shock you on this, but yeah. I think that is almost Equally unethical. Ah. I would never look. I'm I, I'm a martyr. I like to. <laughs> if someone is going to put their seat back, I like to just sit there and silently take it. <laughs> like, yeah, just huff and puff every. You weren't so then. silent, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-two thousand people heard you loud yeah. and clear, my yeah. man. It was time to speak out. Well, and the and the guy who invented the knee defender is constantly being sued, and also. Um, I I believe like fights have broken out because. Oh yeah, of the I mean I just can't like. The fact that anybody uses that is like, I mean, it's so much more incredibly aggressive <laughs> to do that. It's, to yeah. it's so much more well, peaceful to just sit there yeah, and take it. Well, yeah, yeah. And then you're supposed, yeah. it comes with a little card, and you're supposed to give the person a card that says, I have installed the knee defender on your oh, seat. Oh, God, what an uh, asshole. <laughs> because my knees need to, defe- it's like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not that bad. I, Here's the other, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> your drink spill is bad. Your yeah. knees being cramped. No, this it, is this is the most uncomfortable I, thing. I in would the world. say I'm honestly more inconvenienced when I'm trying to work and by the screen thing than the, I am the by the T Rex yeah. arms that you're forced into. But let, yeah. look, let's be honest, man. Are you having a great time working on the plane when the seat's up? Like, is this is this the no, most comfortable? Usually, plane? it's because I put off work that I was supposed to be doing before the flight. Yeah, you're That's like, right. I can work on the plane. No, you can't. <laughs> you're not working on the. Pl- I've done this myself. I got to read a script, write a script on the plane. Um, here's here's the other thing is this. And you, I mean, you guys can feel free to disagree with me. I'm curious if you would disagree. Yeah. I think, and this comes from years of living in New York, is I think that when you're in a situation where it's such close quarters with other people, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, like a plane or a subway or like an apartment building. If mm-hmm. you're, you know, when you're in that sort of situation where everyone's close, um, I think it's an ethical obligation to not get upset or bothered when other people bother you within a limited range, you know, within a, within a reasonable range. Like, you know, when someone's playing, when you live in a big apartment building and you can hear music through the walls, yeah. you kind of go, you know, people got to play music within a, within a, you know, not mm-hmm. every night and not until 5 a.m., but, you know, you're not going to get mad every single time, you know, right. or when someone steps on your foot on the subway, you're not going to scream at every single person who does that because you're like, man, it's fucking crowded on the subway. It's the it idea sucks. of empathy. We're I all understand. trying to get to work sure. and we're going to allow uh, ourselves to bother each other because you can't go through life that way, mm-hmm. freaking out. At, and I remember being, I remember when I thought of this idea is I was on the subway and what was I doing? I was either... I think I was picking my nose on the subway, right? <laughs> yep. And a woman next to me goes, you know, I think it's really disgusting that you would pick your nose on the subway. <laughs> That's disgusting. And my reaction was, and it's a natural reaction, my reaction was like, fuck you for saying that to me. And, I, and then I was like, why did I have that reaction? Now, of course, it was because I was corrected, and that's how we all react when we're, when yes. we're corrected. Yeah, that's what this guy on the plane did. Yeah. Yeah. There's a defensiveness. There's like there, a, yeah. there's a, there's an immediate need to retain your own dignity, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But then after that, I was like, you know, you're, that's ruder. 
It's yeah. ruder. I was not actually bothering her picking my nose. Of yeah. course it was a little disgusting, but I was not making her life worse. Everything's disgusting on the subway. Yeah. There's barf right. and puke and shit everywhere. Yeah. So, Is, she, are there any so she committed the bigger social faux pas in right. my mind. Yeah. Are there any degrees of that that you think go beyond the pale? Like, well, there's a buffer, I feel like, oh, in, yeah. in, in, well, in every case. Once yeah. I, I, like, there was you know a time where I sat across from someone on the subway who was methodically clipping all of his fingernails, which were falling onto the floor of the subway. And, you know, you can hear the sound and you can see it. And he's not, like, does that, I, I would, would there ever be a situation where I you think, would speak up? I think in that, I would not speak up in that case. Mm. I think the guy shouldn't do that. I sure. think to a very mild degree, it would have been less rude had I not picked my nose on the subway. But mm. I still think if you were to say to that guy, could you please not clip your nails, sir? Then that's rude. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. Because he's, yeah, yeah. he's not actually... Bothering, I mean, he's bothering you in this very passive way where it's mm. like slightly gross, right? right? Yeah, but someone, um, touching you in a way that you wouldn't want to be touched, right? And like, or like physically interfering with you, or yeah. you know, or shouting at you, or you know, something like that. That where, where that that's much more hot and bothersome of a thing, you know, you can look away from a guy clipping, yeah. Nails, well, know? I think that I think. I, I think to this, Jay's closing his eyes as, <laughs> as hard as he can. Just, just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. <laughs> uh, I think that perhaps the reason why it struck a chord with so many people, this tweet, is because I think that most people are good people and they will just sit there and take it. And in this this one instance where they were able to just like a tweet or retweet a tweet or respond to it and say, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I think these are the people who are not starting fights up in the air. Yeah. Uh, so I think, <laughs> yeah. so I think it was just kind of like, a, steam. you know, these people that have kept it all in for all these years. Listen, we'll say this, I think, before we head into the ad break. The idea of Adam's buffer, I think, is well put, right? You have to, everybody has to yes. have a sense of how much is too much and everybody has their own barometer for yeah, that. You have to be willing but, to but, take a little bit. You have to be willing to yeah. take a little bit to even out, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that all, in the context of flying, maybe have a maybe say I'm going to put the seat back before yeah, yeah. you do it. Yeah. Say to the person behind you, "Hey, I'm coming back." Right. And I do yeah. agree that the airline ultimately is the the final boss in all of this. Like they are the they're the big <laughs> bad. But I, I think I think it's possible for the guy in front of you to be like Glass Joe or whatever. Like oh, he, totally. He, he definitely can be, in, especially like in yeah. this case, uh, an asshole. I try yeah. to be when I fly. I try to be scrupulously polite to everybody. Yeah. Like I, I actually, uh, me and my girlfriend were talking about like we almost like get off on being really polite to everyone at the airport, <laughs> calling everyone, <laughs> calling everyone sir and ma'am, yeah. and just like thank you for the flight, ma'am. It's just like I, for whatever reason I really enjoy it, but I also try to extend that to, you know. People are really at their worst um, yeah. because they're in the worst situation, mm -hmm. and I just try to remember that's where everyone's at, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get upset about all this fellow humanity around me because we're all in this together, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a nice way to to end that segment. Let's head into a break. We'll be right back. We'll talk about the times that you guys yourselves were most wrong. All right, it's the time in the show where we do an ad break. You guys know how it runs, but here's the deal. We have a new sponsor. We've talked about them, I think, once before on last month's episode. The sponsor is Quip. Q-U-I-P. What is Quip, you ask? And I ask you, are you brushing your teeth correctly? Because if you don't know what Quip is, the answer to that question is probably no. Here's the deal. Quip is an electric toothbrush that is a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes. Uh, and it still, though, packs just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth, just like our executive producer, 
John Perry Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes, folks, with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides, for instance. Also, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just your convenience. Here's how it works. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule, which is incredible. You don't even have to go to your creepy dentist. Every three months for just $5, including free shipping. Get this. Domestically? Is that what's going to happen? You think it's just domestically? No, it's worldwide. Okay? Worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount. Suctions right onto that mirror of yours. Okay? Unsticks. Use it as a cover for hygienic travel whenever and wherever you take your teeth, no matter what time period you're in with your teeth or where you're taking them. You use this, this little travel case that also doubles as a, as a suction mirror. Okay? So there's a lot of fun stuff going on. Finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List. That's a new thing, all right? Named one of Time's best inventions. And first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Jerry will tell you, okay? That was a terrible Seinfeld. I apologize to Jerry. I apologize to Quip. Plus, here's the last thing before I give you the goods on uh, how to get one of these bad boy electric buzzers. They're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. So, you know, who's wrong here, right? Is it is it me who's using Quip or you who's not? I don't know. Just a question. Quip starts at $25. If you go to getquip.com, that is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash right, R-I-G-H-T, right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush, okay? That's your first refill pack free at getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash right. That's getquip.com slash right. So why don't you get with it and get Quip? Ho, 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 Look at that slogan, Quip. Why don't you put that in your in your toothbrush and 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 buzz it? Let's get back to the show, please. All right, thank you to Quip. Electric toothbrush company named Quip, guys. Cheap electric toothbrushes, $25 a toothbrush. Very exciting stuff. Quip, thank you for sponsoring. I'm still right. Thank you, Quip. Yeah, thanks, Quip. Uh, we're going to do Time I Was Most Wrong. I was wrong this one time. This one. I was wrong. All right. Who wants to go first? Uh, Chase, you have a time you were most wrong, I think. Yeah, I mean... I don't know if I was the most wrong, but I definitely did not feel the most right. Uh, that'll as, do. That'll uh, be, as a, that'll uh, be a, a chase admission <laughs> of being wrong. I was definitely less right than normal. Sure. Uh, so as Adam said at the beginning, I I have gotten into a few little tiffs sure. uh, on the old, uh, on the internet there. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, there's, there's, so we have a... a, a a mutual guy that we know, uh, who's, uh, he's, he's a writer as well. Um, he, uh, no, he's known to go on long rants about things. Uh, he has very passionate opinions about things and mm-hmm. he defends them and he kind of enjoys the process of arguing about them. Uh, and we'd, you know, seen each other online and, uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. Uh, he was on a particular, uh, rant about the, the packet process sure. uh, for for TV writers, which is where uh, a head writer or an EP of a show will put out a uh, 
submission, submission guidelines for a packet for prospective writers to send in. Uh, and he you, have is, to, you have to write, uh, you know, write us one sketch and pitch three new ideas and write 10 jokes or something yes. like that. Yeah. And there are, you know, he is uh, flatly against this as uh, he's, you know, just against the entire right. idea. The concept of this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I saw this happen online, you know, some friends, we were like kind of texting, like, are you seeing this guy? Every time this guy kind of gets going, yeah. uh, it, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a spectacle. I, I, he'd probably be okay with me calling that. I mean, like he, I think, like I said, I think he kind of likes it. Sure. Uh, and so I shouldn't have done this, but I like stepped in and replied and said that like, Man, this is just like this is just how it is. Shows put out packet calls and and people do them. What does he What does he recommend in place of that? He thinks that people should be hired on existing writing only. Okay. Um, yeah, that you just send in send us send some prior your, work. Your your half hour or your sketch packet from years ago or whatever it is, but it shouldn't be based yes. on this specific ask. Yeah, right, or your yeah. night court spec script. Right. That's right. His view is that doing any kind of work for these people, and you sign a you sign a release form, you send it into telling them that they can do whatever they want with it. There's, it does feel like kind of a powerless process when you were involved in it. And I did happen at this time. This was last summer. I was not working at the time. I was submitting packets of things, so I was kind of like it. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way for some reason because I was right in the middle of it. And for someone to like, it was like, I have to believe in this process because it's, it's all, all I have, I right, have now. right now. Yeah. 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 Mm. So like, I think that's what drove me to like step in and say something. And, uh, and so he, he got very mad. Uh, we ended up talking about this in person much later, but like he was mad that uh, someone with a verified check mark, like replied to him about sure. this because I, I don't know how, this sounds weird to say, but I don't know how Twitter works that way. Like, I guess if you have a verified check mark, your reply goes up higher or something. I would so imagine see so, yeah. It. So I think he felt like it was like a slap in the face or something, and then he turned all his attention on me. It was like it was like I had been like you know tiptoeing past Godzilla and like very suddenly like, <laughs> <laughs> you, lit a, you, lit, a, lit a road flare. In video game terms, you drew aggro. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it was regrettable because I don't normally even though I have been drawn into some of these things my natural response is not to like take people on I don't like it because I I don't I don't like to be yeah I don't like to have personal things said about me and I don't like to have enemies either I don't like to have you know I pr- would prefer not to have any any, any enemies well, especially peers and let me clarify a little bit he he his position and I don't think it's a completely uh, you know, uh, uh, wrong-headed position to have is that the practice is exploitative because you're asking people for uh, free work yes. uh, that you're not paying them for, and also that it's against the WGA guidelines, which is like is it is and it uh it is, but they don't really enforce it that consistently, mm-hmm. and they hadn't been for many years, and so like it wasn't, you know, I think the violation is not as isn't you know at that point was not as clear cut since then the WJ has been taking a little more action about it mm-hmm. but um so it was a little bit like i think he was sort of feeling that you were uh uh being a an apologist for yes. uh the evil management who's trying to hurt the everyday yeah and it, and it kind of first of all it's crazy when you're when you and someone when you have a bunch of mutual followers and you start arguing on twitter yeah, ev- everyone can see it yeah, yeah. it's like having a big 
argument in the middle of the cafeteria or yeah. something this in is high school. Th- yeah, that's really the mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To... I, 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 like, we should have, like, immediately taken it to DM or something, but it happened very publicly. I had people, you know, I had people texting me being like, I can't believe what an asshole that guy is. Or I had a couple people being like, I know that guy, and he's, you know, uh, he's, he, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have gotten into this. Like, and I was yeah. like, I know. Uh, I kind of, when the whole thing was, like, said and done, I kind of, like I said, I had pe- I had a couple people like calling me a scab, and it's like I'm not. I'm 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 in. Yeah. I'm a member of the guild in good standing. I am pro labor. Like I, I'm I'm proud to be a member of the guild. I go to the meetings and shit. They're not. You know. Did you have to take off your giant cl- rat suit to yeah. type that? Or? <laughs> it's the closest thing that I have to like going to church now because it's an hour that I really don't sure. enjoy, but I will sit there because I think it's important. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, so you know, I kind of. And I and I may, I kind of put myself there, but I kind of resented being backed into a corner where I was defending the practice of packet writing because I do think he has a point, and it is it is to a certain extent free work. And like I said, you're signing a release form. That means the show can technically do what they want with it. Thankfully, most shows are ethical and they don't go searching There's through no, people's discarded right. packets. There's no shows reason, don't do that. There's no reason that anyone would do that. Yeah. Just speaking as someone who runs a show. Yeah. Just to make this point, um, the amount of work it would take. To take in to take a random idea that came from someone's packet and turn it into something that would actually work on your show mm-hmm. would be equivalent to just writing it yourself. Like exactly, it's like yeah. starting. Yeah. It's like trying to you know build something that someone else has already started building, and it's like, well, it's not quite what you want. You have to sort of take it apart anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, honestly, the you know the uh, uh, a lot. I I don't personally feel this way, but I think other showrunners are more concerned about uh, a, a false accusation of that. You yes. know, like I think yeah, uh, yeah. somebody like tried to sue Conan a couple. Yeah, years yeah. There was ago a guy. I was just that. talking about this with someone the other day. There was a guy on Twitter who tried to sue Conan. They it went to court. You know, I, I had friends who who were writers for Conan who had to go like appear in court about wow. this. Wow. Wow. Uh, he was just a guy who was tweeting and like Conan did a couple of jokes with separate punchlines. And it's such a like not and the guy to, was like Conan stole my jokes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and this is something that I didn't really understand until I was writing professionally. I mean, I've been writing jokes for several years. It started freelance, then was doing it for websites, and and then you know one of them was college humor, and then yeah. and it went from there, and then eventually ended up in TV. And once you end up on the other side of it in TV, you're like, oh, no one's looking at my fucking. Twitter. Nobody gives a shit. But everyone, yeah. everyone who's a monologue writer on a late night show is fucking looking straight ahead at at a word document all day, and they yeah. and and like, and you you're writing. 30 jokes on the same topic and so of course one of them is going to be the same yeah. as a pun- yeah. same punchline as what somebody said like it's really this there's this hubris of uh, people on Twitter thinking yeah. like Conan O'Brien saw my tweet and yeah. he took it what do you think it was like five minutes to show time and he was like scrambling through yeah, his time what do we got <laughs> yeah. yeah it just and, doesn't happen that way and on, and on my show like our show is so complicated you know we we had for many years people write packets um, and this last year we we changed it so people can also submit previous you know it's you don't have to write it yeah, a yeah. packet if you don't want now you can also submit something you wrote for something else if you want which which is uh, two thirds of people ended up writing the packet anyway mm-hmm. um, but you know that way more people were able to submit which I think was better um, but when someone writes, if someone write, you know, we say, Hey, write one act of our show. Right. You know? Uh, no one, including the writers we have on staff 
ever gets in a first draft closer than like 25% of the way to what a usable right. act would be for us. And sure. people, if someone is coming in cold and doesn't work in our room, they're not getting past 10%. And I'm literally looking at it like, who's at 11% of the way? Who's at 12% yeah, yeah. of the way? Yeah. And those are the people we hire. So the idea that I would like take someone's thing is like the amount of work that would be is is astronomical. There's yeah. there's no reason to do that. I We use that to identify talented people, then bring them in a room, and then... Um, you know, and then we all get a group mind going, and like I literally spend the first two weeks of the show of writing just teaching everybody how to actually write for the show right. because that's the only way it gets it gets even close. So it's just you know not like fundamentally like not a way we would ever 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 operate. Yeah, and I will say like one thing that I even though I do think that in this particular argument with this with this person mm-hmm. I ended up more in the wrong than I wanted to be. Uh, one thing that I do stand by is I think to a certain extent, uh, a head writer uh, has has a right to to make sure that you can get the voice of the show, and and there's not all, you don't always have something on your back burner or something in your that's in a your, fit in your documents yeah, that's a course. fit. Um, I do think that a lot of shows like okay, I, you know, this person is like I said is very passionate on this issue and largely you know. I think because he's made this uh, a cause that he's very vocal about, there are shows that have dialed back the amount that they're asking for hmm. from con- from contributors. And I think that's – I do think that's positive. I think that's good. I mean, some of them did get – some, the, some of the newsier shows on TV, some like – you know your your daily shows and your Sam B's and stuff like that. They they these packets had gotten to the point where like you know there was a packet that I sent for a show last summer where I wrote twenty eight pages of that show and because I, I I did the first round and then I got to the second round and by the time it was said and done I had basically oh, yeah. written an episode of that show. Yeah, and so like the Daily Show was was known for that, especially the Daily yeah. Show with John Stewart. Yeah. Th- those packets were huge. I mean, so, you, uh, yeah, you know, like uh, a Colbert packet went went around around like January or February, and yeah. they had cut it back to like right the very like there was a John Oliver packet, and and that was one of the, that had you know maybe used to have been one of the longer ones. Sure, and they dialed it back to like give us the first two minutes of the show. Got it, and it and it was like it was fun to write. It was like it, it yeah, it, it's uh, I think it made a world of difference, and so I think. That this person's cause is largely good, but you know he just gets a little heated sometimes. Well, but way, and, and yeah, just to tie can, it up, yeah. like this guy, like I said, I don't like having enemies. So we have met. We both like drinking too much, and so we have met for drinks, and there has been peace achieved. And we uh, we disagree. <laughs> well, that's something. We disagree about a lot of stuff still. Uh, you know the the new Disney Star Wars movies, for instance. Sure. I think they're good. Sure. He thinks they're bad. Yeah. So we we still disagree on a lot of stuff, but we don't fight on the internet anymore, which I think is good. Oh, you guys should come on here talk about the Disney Star Wars. <laughs> you yeah. should. You yeah. should. Adam, what do you think? What do you have? Uh, you know, I was gonna say the first thing I thought of was um that once I told my girlfriend I thought bagels were good for you and I was wrong about that. But that's <laughs> uh, not so much of a story there. Uh, one thing that I remember really strongly was, um, uh, it's a little bit more of a forma- uh, found- formational, foundational experience, was um, when I was in college, I was a fan of that show, Penn and Teller's Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, and I still am a, a fan of Penn and Teller in, in many ways. I'm very conflicted about those guys now. And I'll tell you, and this, is, this story is part of why, but they're amazing magicians. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I honestly really enjoy their, you know, 
other really libertarian guys. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's actually works really well for entertainment because um, if you go see them at their show in Vegas, which I have, um, they really play like for both liberals. Everyone goes to Vegas. Sure. And so everyone's in the crowd, liberals and conservatives, and they give everybody a moment to like cross their arms and be like, fuck this. What are they saying? I don't like that. I'm being challenged. And then everyone also gets a moment. Where they're like, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of cool in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also that was like a, um, it was like a debunking show, and you know, I was of that mindset where I thought that was great. And you know, you can see that sort of influence through my work. That's always been an interest mm-hmm. of mine. Um, but they did an episode on uh, uh, on secondhand smoke huh. about how secondhand smoke. This is around. This is like in two thousand three or four. This is around when Bloomberg had first banned uh, smoking in New York City bars, and that was like a big topic. Um, and I was a smoker at the time, uh, and their segment was basically uh, that. Uh, there are no, you know, yes, smoking causes cancer, but all the studies about secondhand smoke are actually not that good. I remember this. I very specifically remember this. Yeah. Yeah, They're not good studies. If you look at this one, here's the problem with this one. If you look at that one, here's the problem with that one. Here's an activist for secondhand smoke stopping who is like, oh, this guy's just a zealot and like, we're gonna, uh, you know, make fun of him and point out why he's, why he's wrong. And like, here's an expert or two, you know? And I watched that and I was like, great. Yeah, I'm sold. I believe it, you know? Um, and I went, I, I remember telling my friends about it, like, no, saying that smoke is bullshit. And they were like, you're saying that because you're a smoker. I'm like, no, 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 I saw this TV show that told me, that told me about it. No, 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 in their no. faces. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm right, you know. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I like that sort of worldview appealed to me. Um, and then I, uh, was like somewhere on the internet and, uh, I don't know, Metafilter or something like that. Um, and, uh. Uh, I think I posted a link to that segment and someone was like, oh, this is terrible. I mean, all their their experts are, this person is a lobbyist for a group, for a group that only, I forget what the name of the group is, but it was a group that only defends like industries that kill people. You know, it's like, it's like some think tank, but is it the center for American, whatever the fuck. Um, But it was like. You know, it's like all they do is they publish pro tobacco industry, pro, you know, every other industry. Dick Cheney, Inc. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's that kind of thing. Um, And uh, uh, I was really like ashamed by that, you know, because I had actually sort of like gone to bat for the show. And Mm -hmm. then I found out that um, it was, uh, you know, that, that it was like really drastically wrong. Penn and Teller ended up kind of retracting the episode, um, which is to say that like, in some Q&A somewhere, they sure. said, oh, we found out that we're wrong about that. Years later, after everyone has forgotten the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they said <laughs> We'll they never gonna, know the death count. They sort of implied <laughs> they were going to address it on air and never did, you uh-huh. know. Um, but I was really, like, you know, heartbroken by that because I was like, okay, this this show is, like, really looking at the evidence and giving me, like, the straight truth and, like, yeah. not fucking around. I saw it as, like, yeah, yeah as, as, like, Bible truth. I mean, I, I, I like, and, and looking back on it, I feel like I remember they did another one that was... Uh, saying that all concerns about genetically modified foods are bullshit, and I think that episode ended up being like pro Monsanto or something. Like it was like wow, yeah, it's complicated. They had some, they had some, they had some weird. Wow, ones. it's complicated stuff, you know. And yeah, that that one. I mean, the secondhand smoke one was really like they just went to an industry mouthpiece. Like I was shocked. I still am kind of shocked because I, I give those guys, I think those guys are smart and yes. I think they are incredible entertainers. Like mm-hmm. uh, the, what they've done in magic, I think is unbelievable. And like, I think they're very, 
smart and so much of their uh, like I like being challenged about what they think about gun rights at their magic show. Sure. Like yeah, I yeah. think it's really great. And I and oh, I consider that's, that's their I, like signature bit to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah because they do this bit where uh, they do a bit where they burn a flag mm-hmm. and, and all the uh, all the conservatives are like, no. Whoa. Yeah. And then they do a bit where they're like, we support the Second Amendment and all the liberals are like, no. And then they use the giant gun that they pulled out to do an amazing bullet catch trick. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I love I love it. You know, I'm fine with that. Um, but so I was shocked that they could make that, you know, that, that they could like not see clearly about that issue. And it actually made me really think when we started putting my show together, I was like, I never want that to happen on our show, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and uh, that's why we also did like a correction segment on our show where like all the things that we had gotten wrong on the show in the past, we addressed one after another. And mm-hmm. we're going to probably do another episode like that in the future. Uh, it, you know, if Lord willing, we get enough um, mm-hmm. uh, in order to do one. But, uh, but yeah. And, it, but it was because I had like repeated what was in it wasn't just that like yeah, you oh, didn't it research wrong. it yeah. you parroted it back i parroted yeah. what i parroted what i saw on the uh, on the episode and that and that made me uh very ashamed you trusted magicians yeah. as we all do and some... and it was such <laughs> <laughs> well also it was such motivated reasoning it was because yeah. i was a smoker and smoking was i was sure. i was in college i was young but smoking was being under attack you know mm-hmm. and then I had to really catch myself later because, um, like, I found myself years later reading articles about, like, why drinking is good for you, mm-hmm. you know? And then I was like, wait, am I only – is this only appealing to me because I love to drink a lot? <laughs> affirming you know? advice of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would use it as justification. I just quit drinking a couple months ago, and I see a whole lot more clearly now where I'm like, oh, yeah, that is why I was entertaining so many yeah. of those ideas. That bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. That's a good one. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and do special thanks. Think about what's grinding your gears. All right. Special thanks. I'm thankful for none of this. All right, so so special thanks. The idea with special thanks, guys, a lot of podcasts, almost every podcast has a segment about, you know, what are you reading right now? What are you watching? What are you excited about? This is not the most positive podcast, right? It's a bit cynical. And so we're going to talk about what are the things that are grinding your gears in the recent past before you came in here. I'll tell you what happened to me today. Yeah, here it is. I'll tell you what happened. This really really pissed me off. So I'm a subway rider. You're in New York? Yeah. And a nose picker. God damn it. We're not in New York. We're in Los Angeles. He still picks, by the way, in LA. Big picker. I do. I I just switched to a subway commute. We just moved, and I specifically moved someplace close to a subway so I could have a subway commute again, so I could feel like like I'm living in New York. What are you saying? I like the LA subway. It's a wonderful subway system. The metro system is very nice. The buses, I took a bus here today. The buses are great. Yeah. Um, But uh, so I've... And as, as I've been writing and more, I started following the Metro Los Angeles. They've got very good social media, very good blog and stuff like that. One of the fun things they do is they release custom tap cards. The tap cards like the Metro yeah. card. And they release special edition tap cards that you can only get at certain times at certain stations. And I saw one of these. It was like the machine, you know, and it said tap, uh, tap card. It had a little picture of one. And it was like this cool little sort of like art deco like 25th anniversary of the Metro Red Line had a cool picture of it going to a tunnel, you know? And I was like, cool, I'm going to get that one. I already have a tap card. It's going to cost me a dollar to get a new one, but I'm going to get that one because it'll be a little fresher, it'll be a little newer. And so I went in, I put my money, and they dispensed the card, and it was the old card. Oh, they, the son ma- of a bitch. The old machine lied. Switch. The machine lied. It didn't have the new custom 
card, and now I just have another regular. I already had a regular card. Did you card. go to the agent? There's a ticket. Is there a ticket agent no. there? No. Yeah. And there is no ticket agents. They don't need those, because um, I guess they don't have as good a union as the one in New yeah, York. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's, and so now I've got two cards, and they both have different balances on them. Oh, Christ. And uh, so that's my, so yeah, that's, that's what. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. That's yeah. what. That's Ryan a tough one. Bogger, my gear, baby. gears. What do you got, Chase? Uh, well, I believe that when we were talking about the airplane thing earlier, the the the, <laughs> the topic the topic of upstairs neighbors came up, yeah. and so I mean I know that it's I I've never gone up and confronted them about this, but I live I, I live I have these upstairs neighbors. You guys got these upstairs neighbors? Got you upstairs heard about this? neighbors? Yeah, I've seen uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know I didn't realize until like. Like maybe like a month or two into to living there, that we have they have the thinnest like our floor ceiling is yeah. so fucking thin yeah. that every morning I don't even need to set an alarm for myself anymore because I wake up to their phone vibrating on their nightstand. Wow! It, it, I don't know the physics of this apartment building, but the vibration comes through the wall and like. I can feel it. Yeah. It is, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And like, it's so weird. I, I don't understand it because I, I don't know if it's the contact with the nightstand and the floor, like that it's just being. Well, also, too- all Los Angeles apartments are very poorly insulated. Yeah. That's a, like, you know, coming from New York City, you're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there's drywall and there's fiberglass blown in and there's mm-hmm. insulation. Here, it's and like, there's it's a layer cardboard. of rats and yeah, it's, it's cockroaches. Yeah. Here, it's, it's, it's really paper thin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's weird because I don't hear them. Talking like I don't. I, it's multiple people who live up there. I don't hear their conversations yeah. or anything like that. Uh, but you know, there's just certain things that just. I think it's vibrations that just pass right through. So is like, it just the phone, or is it's, other things it's the too? phone? And then worse than the phone was like a couple months in. Uh, the guy like picked up a guitar one Sunday oh, and like started playing the guitar badly, and oh. I was like, "This is what I'm." in for with this place how long with this apartment how long have you been uh i just renewed my lease uh i yeah i've been there a year okay i don't like i'm also lazy so i don't like moving and uh but it's it's like a great location and everything i have a beautiful view of observatory right up my street nobody's nobody's up for a move yeah yeah uh, but again, don't be mad at the people. Be mad at American Airlines that built that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, really that's a good one, you guys. Hear, you want to hear, yeah. hear a fun fact? You want to yeah. hear a fun fact? This actually might be a fun fact that I only figured out by myself. So it might not even be true. But this is my theory. And I think I'm right about it. And yeah. so we'll say it's a fun fact. The phrase, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Uh-huh. You're the origin uh-huh. of, the, of this Don't phrase. know the origin. It's that, it's that when you you live below someone, they live above you, and they come home at night, and they take their shoes off, and they drop one shoe. It makes and sense. And yeah. you're like, when are they going to drop uh, the other come shoe? Come on. Yeah. yeah. When's the other shoe coming off? And <laughs> yeah. they take that one off softly. You're like, ah, the other shoe. Yeah. Where is it? Where you know is what? it? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to pen and tell her this, and I'm never going to research it for myself, and I'm just going <laughs> to tell people that, that that's what it is. <laughs> yep. You're going to have a whole new Twitter thread. It's going to be a nightmare. Before we get out of <laughs> here, plugging anything? Do you guys want to plug? Uh, uh, I guess just uh, my my Twitter account is at uh, Chase Mitz C H A S E M I T. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, hilarity for charity is a thing I worked on a few months ago. It's a uh, it's a Seth Rogen special on Netflix for for uh, Alzheimer's charity. Red um, Nose Day. I've heard of this. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so check out Red Nose Day. <laughs> just, just, uh, kidding. just kidding. Completely diverting everybody. <laughs> something else entirely. Uh, Adam, what do you got? Uh, I'm at Adam Conover on um, Twitter, uh, but uh, don't follow me there. If you go, <laughs> if you go to, 
AdamConover.net, I have a mailing list. That's much better. Um, and uh, if you want to watch me play video games, uh, go to twitch.tv slash AdamConover. I stream video games sometimes. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. Very fun. Yeah. Bye. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm still right. I'm right. You're wrong. That was a HeadGum Podcast.